0: and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking.
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Success to Significance. I am so delighted today. We're going to have a lot of fun. So if you're listening while you're working out, you might need to stop and choose another time to listen, (laughs) to take a lot of notes. But we're going to have so much fun because my guest today is Eric Swanson, and there's a real fun story behind how I met Eric, and we'll share that here in a minute. Eric is the CEO and founder of Habitude Warrior, and we're going to talk about that as well. He is a 10-time, maybe is it 11 now, 13-time number one bestselling author. He's a TEDx speaker as well. He's a success attitude coach, and that's kind of unique and different. And there's like a gazillion other things. He's an international speaker. There's all kinds of things that Eric does, but I just want to welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. We're recording this at night. I'm starting to run out of puppy gas, but I can bring it. I swear I can bring (laughs) it.
2: Wait, here, where's my mic? Okay, here we go. Pass me the mic. Okay. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: (laughs) I want to introduce the one and only, the amazing Jen DuPlessis. I got to tell you, Jen DuPlessis is rocking. She is changing people's lives. You should read all of her books. She's amazing. Back to you, Jen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Back to me. I love your little microphone. I should have mine out. I have a little stuffed microphone so I can do a mic drop without hurting anything. I'll have to share yeah. it with you in the green room yeah. afterwards.
2: You want to know why I have this? This actually a very specific reason why I have this. So I ended up getting this a while ago. So this is like, it's made of pewter and you can yeah. add a little thing where you can plug it into a phone or something. I yeah. just cut that off. So it's yeah. literally just a little microphone, but it's really <laughs> nice and solid. But the thing is, I take this with me everywhere I go. Yeah. So I put it in my pocket, it's small, it's little tiny. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. This is what I do for a living. How cute. Yeah. So
2: literally it's even more than that. It's when I go into a Starbucks or I go to anywhere, I, You know, you're always putting your hands in your pocket to grab something, you know, yeah, and, yeah. or whatever. And this is a constant reminder that I, and you, all of us have a voice. Yeah. And that's the reason why I have it.
1: I love it. I love it. Well, I cut the legs off of mine. I'll show him. <laughs> His name is Mike very nice nice named him mike right and he came with these little legs and these little stuffed legs and i cut his little legs off so that he looked like a shrimp he looked like a shrimp cut his little legs off and now he's just a microphone and i had it at secret knock with me
2: i've got these yetis i've got yetis all over the place i don't know if you can see some in the background i'm actually using one right now and you know how the Yeti looks like a Yeti, right? And my yeah. friend of mine's like, it kind of looks in like a bottom of a snowman. I'm like, yeah. I go, yeah, it looks like a Yeti. And she's like, oh, now I understand. <laughs> so fun.
1: Well, this is why this podcast is going to be so fun because we can't even get started on the podcast because we're just yakking like we always That's do. Right. But- but when
2: are we going things- to start in about 10 minutes or so? I'm
1: just kidding. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Wait, 10 minutes. into it. One of the things I want everybody to know, too, is that you are known as Mr. Awesome. And I know that you did not coin that phrase. I know that Les Brown did that for you. And, you know, when Les says something, you definitely have to take it on and say, oh, yeah, OK, good. It's funny he said that. And I know, you know, I'm on a guy. He said that I'm the implementation ninja. And so I oh, started well, using cool that. Yeah. So I started I using that. that too and said, I know I'm the implementation ninja. So you say go do something, I'm going to do it, right? But this is all about you. So let's talk about you for a little bit. So you have Habitude Warrior. I know you have One of, events. My, favorite
2: sub- have- One of my favorite subjects. Continue. Oh yeah. You
1: <laughs> talk about you. You Habitude Warrior. I know you have the mastermind. You have lots of events. You do speaking, you know, events, workshops, similar to what all of us do. But it's not those things. What's great about you and how we met is that I heard all about you. You heard all about me. And we just happened to stumble across each other at a secret knock and said, Hey, wait a minute. Are you him? Are you her? And the rest is history. We couldn't stop talking. We became great friends. But there's a story behind all this awesomeness that you have and all the things that you're doing. And I don't want to superficially say, Oh, that's neat. All that stuff is really great. But there really is a story that I want to pull out of Eric Swanson as to why You have this habitual, which is a word I didn't even think I was going to use, but why it's just this incestuous appetite for being positive all the time and having Mm -hmm. this high energy and having this awesomeness in your life and the gratitude that you have in your life because it didn't happen as you came out of the womb. There's something that happened that made you say enough is enough and I want to be this. So share with us about that, if you will.
2: I actually know the month that it happened and it's called a satori moment. Satori means instant awakening from yeah. a Japanese term or culture. I had this instant awakening where, and I'll just tell you the backstory. I was blessed with being picked on and bullied all throughout my life <laughs> until I was going from sophomore year to junior year in high school. I ended up in during that summertime, I ended up growing about another foot and a half. So I was like six uh-huh. one when yeah. I was going into junior in high school. And I was like, why am I letting these little people, little shorter than me, bully me and pick on me? I was like, enough is enough. So I made that decision. And right then was really the Satori moment, the spark of my future to decide, okay, I'm in charge. Brian Tracy, my main mentor for 25 years, I worked with Brian Tracy. And he would always tell me this, always wake up in the morning and say, I am responsible. And I always thought that that was amazing because we are all responsible. We always like to blame other people for different things, but really you have to look internally. Like Jim Rohn used to tell me this personally. He'd say, Eric, all the answers are inside of you already. You know, you just have to pull them out and expand on them. So that was my moment. It was between sophomore and junior year. I made that decision and that stuck with me throughout the rest of my years here so far.
1: Wow. Because that energy level, you know, I mean, I'm pretty high energy. I vibrate pretty high. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I vibrate pretty high on my vibration plate too, because during COVID I've been standing on that sucker, you know, trying to keep movement going, and it does elevate my vibration, right, and my energy level. But imagine being around Eric 100 days out of the year, or 365 <laughs> days out of the year. You know, obviously you have a high energy, but there are times when you probably don't. So tell us what happens, you know, when you aren't, because I imagine some point people are going, please just calm down for a minute, right? What circumstances put you in that? Or is there a side of you that is more quiet and more intellectual, right? And not so much on. Tell us a little bit about those situations and what you gain personally from being in those situations, because I'm sure there's some growth there.
2: Yeah, a really great question. So it's interesting if you get to know me a little bit, like as people get to know me more, they realize I'm not doing this big show, like being on all the time or something. It's not about that. Even at, yeah. when I met you at the event, Secret Knock with Greg and all the team, you know, it was a three-day conference and you can be on without acting like you're on, like you're dancing on chairs or right. something like that, right? right. I'm actually right. pretty reserved when you really look at it and you see I'm calculatingly reserved as well. The interesting part is this. I learned this early on that my father told me this. Okay, So I just recently lost my father a few years back. And he used to tell me this. He was, Eric, as human beings, we don't have to be on all the time. It's okay to have a bad day. And I was like, you're right. Absolutely. He would teach me to allow myself to have that permission to really be human, right? And enjoy enjoy being not in a great mood all the time because you have to have the valleys to have the peaks as well. So what I decided to do was there's a philosophy that I have and it's called the power of eight. Okay, so the number eight, what I do is this, if something happens to me, like negative or bad, or, you know, I stub my toe or or I drop my coffee or, you or, or get whatever. an
1: email that just something. kilters you. something. Yeah, okay.
2: so you send somebody, you know, feels it necessary to block you in traffic and then they wave at you with not all the Any fingers, finger. <laughs> but maybe one of them, right. <laughs> so the deal is I use the power of eight. And what that means is I give myself permission to allow myself either eight seconds, eight minutes, 80 minutes, maybe sometimes to get over something like, Oh, that was a bad email. Let me think about it. Let me not reply right away. Let me right, just right. sit with it for a second, like 80 minutes, right? an hour and a half roughly. And then I'll reply when I'm level headed. Maybe it's eight hours, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to reply I'm gonna tomorrow. I'm going to figure it. this out tomorrow. Yeah. Or let's say I'm not feeling good. I need to give myself a rest for eight hours. Great. No worries. Take my dogs for a little hike and go enjoy lunch and come back and then start creating again. So it's all about the power of eight. Some days it's eight days, right? Sometimes it's eight days. So I give myself that permission. The second part of that, though, is don't allow other people to see. The problem with complainers is they're doing it out loud. (laughs) They're looking for, oh, woe is me. Oh, great. Me too, right? So they're competing Mm -hmm. about, oh, you should have heard my bad day yesterday. Oh, you should hear mine, right? Oh, mine. Yeah.
1: The glorification of it. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So I decided that if I'm going to be a leader to myself and to others, I decided that it's up to me to handle my attitude on a consistent basis and don't explain my negative attitudes all the time out there. Just let it go. Right. The power of eight. And I let it go. And then you'll probably see me in a great mood because I'm not going to bring the bad mood to the video or to the stage or to the Yeah. And that's what most people do is they bring it to any stage out there. A stage oh could God. be Trader Joe's. It could be the grocery store. It could be any stage out there. It could be the parking lot, right? right? You're always on stage. I learned this early on. We are always mentoring someone. Right. Now, how are you mentoring them? Is my yeah. question
1: going all the way back to what Jim Rohn said, and I love Jim Rohn's things, you know, but I am responsible and it's part, I do his, oh gosh, I can't think of it. I do it every day. And you know, how come I can't think of it, but I do his living your best forever But yeah. one of the things that always reminds me is that people do a lot of finger pointing and not a lot of thumb pointing. And people are just a lot of that. And I've heard you say, I read it somewhere. I can't remember where I saw You know, I do a lot of snooping on people. That awesome.
2: I are you stalking like. me? I love it. I am. Keep I was talking. Stalking.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love the adage of good morning, God versus... Good God, it's morning.
2: Yeah. Most people say good, good God, God it's
1: morning. And that's an indicator of how your day's gonna go. Exactly. Right there, right on the spot. So you had that epiphany, right? That tipping point where you said, I've had enough of this. But so it wasn't that you necessarily had a bad attitude, but you were letting other people reflect and decide how you were going to act all day long, right? Or how it was going to affect you. Deepak
2: Chopra used to say this. Deepak Chopra would ask us, how many of you are allowing other people to rent space in your mind and they don't even charge them rent for it? (laughs) So you're allowing people to just be in your mind,
1: right? You're squatting in my (laughs) mind. Don't let them squat in your mind. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's really good. So I just want to continue along this linear path. So you made a change, you know, you obviously had this change that happened in your life and and you went to college and you had the best attitude that you could possibly have every day. But what really brought you and I already asked you this question, so I already know the answer. But what really brought you into this whole into the world of self-improvement, speaking, coaching, that type of thing?
2: Yeah, great question. So interesting you say about college. So college is fun or university. I went to university and then they asked me to leave. So I left. And uh, because that was a lot of fun. And it's interesting because I never finished my college education, but I've had more education than most people. And it's interesting enough, I've had the pleasure of like speaking to Harvard University and a lot of different universities on the attitude and habits that it takes to be successful. It's interesting how you cannot finish school, yet you're still speaking to schools. So interesting. And a little background on me. I started years ago around 25th anniversary is coming up when I first started in the sales arena and training arena, worked with Brian Tracy, and he's you know the guru of sales and management training. Amazing. I've got tons of books behind me of his, I'm sure. So Advanced Selling Strategies was one of his books and Maximum Achievement, another one. I really harnessed getting really great at selling skills and teaching people how to close, how to overcome objections, how to prospect the best way, how to market themselves, how to be amazing at sales. Then I was sitting in uh, Houston, Texas one time at an event of ours. Ryan was going on stage and this gentleman in the corner here, one of the other speakers calls me over and he says, Eric, son, come here. And I go over there. Yes, sir. Can I get you a cup of coffee or something? What can I do for you? He's like, no, what do you do for Brian? And I said, I'm the best salesperson ever. You know, I was all excited about it. And he goes, Hmm. And he's got his legs crossed. He's like this, you know, the yeah, tea kettle, yeah, the
1: rocking chair. Yeah, radiator. exactly. And
2: if you know who I'm talking about, oh my gosh, like you can imagine exactly the way he's sitting. He was about 74 at this time. So like, and he says, "Hmm," and he looks at me, and goes, what do you really want to do? That's what he asked me after I was like, I'm the best salesperson ever. Right. So I thought about it and I went away. And after a couple different breaks and lunch, and I came back and I said, Mr. Roan, Jim Roan, I figured it out, sir. And he goes, what's that? And I said, I want to help people and myself with my habits and my attitude. Mm-hmm. And he said, you should put that together. And literally, I put the word habitude together. So that was the yeah. genesis. That was the start of Habitude Warrior. Okay, enough is yeah. enough on teaching people how to sell and clothes and all that stuff. That's easy what about teaching people how to be a better human being? Yeah. What about teaching people how to be a better habitude warrior, you know, which is the art of your habits and your attitude put together. And then everything else goes down easier. It's like the eat that frog. I have a constant reminder oh, love, right there. I love
1: of, eat that frog from Brian. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: So I keep a frog up there with Brian Tracy's eat that frog. And it's all about bite sizing. If you're going to eat a frog, you eat the biggest one first and then the rest will go down easier. So I decided to better me There was a study years ago that they found out, like, we're in December now, we've got the New Year's resolutions coming up, right? And everyone writes down, you know, what was the top 10 New Year's resolutions? And I had these listed down. And you could probably guess a few of them right now, like, lose weight, right? Stop smoking, you know, yeah, quit your job was in there, right? all these different things. And number 10 was be a better person. And I was thinking, what if you just do number 10, then all the rest go down easier.
1: Yeah, just reverse engineer. It's so funny you say that. I'm in my office before I, you know, left lending, and now I have my office here. I had a stuffed frog on my desk. He just sat on my desk and that was my eat the frog every day, reminding me, eat the frog. I gave it to my grandson. So now he has it. He's only three. So he's just having fun with it, you know, but let's talk about habits for a few minutes because habits are something, you know, my specialty, my expertise is priority management, right? And time blocking and making sure you create habits. But for so many people, it's like a prison, right? Mm -hmm. Creating habits is a prison. Why would I want to do that at the same time every day? But, you know, success is not sexy. Underneath all of it is a lot of work. How does someone start developing habits? We've heard 21 days, 13 days, 28 days, you know, it's just like all kinds of numbers that are out there. But how does one really start developing habits? Because in my opinion, and I know you'll answer this too, but in my opinion, it starts with mindset. You can't just have it and say, okay, I think I'll just have the habit and I'm going to stop drinking or stop smoking or lose weight or whatever the case may be. Where do we really start in creating good habits?
2: So I'm going to call you out on two words that you used. This will answer, hopefully will answer part of your question. It all does start with your mindset, but it also starts with your linguistics of how you're talking to yourself and how you're talking to other people. Mm -hmm. So you had mentioned prison. I would turn that into.
1: And this is not me. These are words. Of course,
2: I would turn it into pleasure. So Mm -hmm. that's just one phrase right there. And then you said not sexy. I would say success is sexy. It's almost like just training your brain to decide that these words are excellent. These are accepting words, abundance words. Mm-hmm. I'm such a mindset geek, I guess, about Abundance. I love the abundance theory. And it's all about like welcoming and giving yourself. Look at me, like I'm physically doing this. I'm allowing myself to allow the universe to come into abundance. You know, that's why I literally, you guys are going to laugh at me, but I have a stack of $100 bills sitting on my desk right here. And I literally just throw these around on Zoom calls. It's kind of funny because I get them back right there, right here. Anyway, but it's all about abundance, literally. And, you know, it doesn't matter about the money, it matters about your mindset. So the stack of hundreds, you know, I probably have. I don't know how many thousands right here, but it's literally just, it reminds me, okay, you are an abundant individual and anyone who surrounds themselves with me will reap those awesome, what I call borrowed benefits. And that's what the mastermind technologies talks about. So getting back to your other question about habits, here's the first thing you have to do. Decide what you really want. Number two is decide what you really don't want to have and correlate those. And that's the key is a lot of people we say, well, I don't want to have this anymore, but you don't replace it with a positive. So if you're just trying to get rid of negative, you're going to still come into that trap because it's a comfort zone. It's a, a known zone, right? Is how somebody else called it. A known zone is it might not be comfortable, but it's all you know. So you're constantly having that, even though it's not really comfortable, you're hurting yourself, you're breaking your back every day, you're in a negative mood all the time. Well, that's your known zone. So yeah. you want to change it into an unknown zone, and it's going to open up so many more worlds. So think about this, when, when we tell our children, you know, don't hang out with that crowd, we don't give them another crowd to hang out with. So right. what happens right. they gravitate towards that negative crowd again. Yeah. So number one is really just yeah. what you're looking for. And number two is what you're not looking for and correlate those. So what I do is this, I'll grab a piece of paper and I'll write down 10 things that I don't want in my And then on the other side, I'll write down 10 things I do want and I'll start correlating those. You know what the friend cleanse is? That's kind of fun. So every year, twice a year, I look at this and I say, all right, I'm going to put 10 names that I just don't serve me anymore. They're only calling me to borrow something right? or, you know, whenever it's convenient for them. I put them on a list. Right. And then on the other side, I put what I call the elephant list. And that's the elephant list of who I want to talk to, who I want to meet, who I want to invite to my life. I mean, you and I know so many of the same individuals that are top notch, amazing. I mean, a lot of them are in my book lately and just a lot of great leaders. And I had no idea I was going to be best friends with all these people. But guess what? I invited that in because I had their names on the list. And I said, you know what? I'm looking forward to meeting them sometime soon. And guess what? The universe gives you what you're looking for. Yeah.
1: And especially if you're looking at that. And one of the people I wanted to meet was Mike Huckabee. And he was part of my... Some people have a fab 50, you know, fab 10, whatever. For some reason, my list had a bunch of M's on it.
0: Okay. This was writing
1: down who I wanted to meet. And I said, look at that. They're all M's. And of course, yeah. everywhere I looked, I would find an M. I would see M's everywhere. I'm like, what the heck are all these M's coming into my life for? And the next nice. thing you know. Someone says, well, I know Mike Huckabee. I can introduce you. It is just kind of really interesting. Yeah, I do remember reading that someplace too, not necessarily in your work, but in others, you know, is that replacement. If you're going to stop smoking and start doing something else, you don't stop smoking and start chewing tobacco. You don't replace it with another bad habit.
2: You don't so, stop betting on the horses and then go to Vegas and bet on. Right. Okay, you
1: know. <laughs> right. I'm going to stop <laughs> betting on the positive. horses and I'm going to go to slots. So that's kind of interesting too. Okay. There's another acronym that I stumbled across that you have that I'd like for to talk about before we talk about the three-letter acronym. This acronym is NDSO. Tell us about this acronym.
2: Here's a dog tag that I have NDSO written on there. Let's see if I can hold it up. Bam! There it is. Boom. So NDSO stands for No Drama, Serve Others. Yeah. And the reason why I have this is my father just passed recently a few years back. And before he passed, this really started coming into my mind And then when he did pass, I started dreaming about this. And these initials just kept on showing up, NDSO. And it was all about no drama serve others. And the way I figure is this, there's a lot of people that are out there to better themselves, which is great, but they're doing it for the wrong reasons. What I like to do is it's all about significance, right? But significance for other people, helping other people. And I love the fact that my whole life revolves around helping other people. Now, of course, I'm successful in certain ways, you know, and growing and moving to the next level. But the only reason why I'm successful that way is because I'm helping other people. So what I did was I ended up putting these together where my father has one and I have one at all times. I wear it 24 It's right here. And then I ended up getting these made and I start giving them out to people because it really is a great reminder of why you're doing certain things.
1: Yeah, I love it. But I want to break it down. If you don't mind, I want to break it down. So what's the no drama, the no complaining, the no whining, the no all that. Okay, so I'm good there. Let's talk about serving others. I think a lot of people use this very lightly. You know, I love to serve others. I want to help others. That's why I'm in sales. That's why I have a business. I'm an entrepreneur. I want to help others. Let's go deep with this. What does it really mean? to help serving others. others. Yeah. What does it really mean? Because I think people are very superficial with serving others, a big talk, but there's not a lot of action behind it.
2: I'll just say it this way. For me, it's all about sort of, it's weird, but it's really cool because you know me, Jen, as the dude who's coming in, rah, rah, he's going to you know, rile up the crowd. And you called me always on, right? But really serving others is a reminder to be the person behind the scenes. You don't have to be the person that gets the credit the limelight. for it or getting credit for anything. Like I want to serve others. And it doesn't have to be just like donating to charity. Do that as well. But is there a way that you can mentor somebody? Like for instance, recently what I've been doing, people ask me to mentor them. I have a 10K a day deal, whatever, where I coach people right for one day, but I'm actually opening this up where people can come over and meet me lately. I've been doing Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. I said, okay, you know what? You can't afford that. I'll tell you what, meet me at Chick-fil-A at whatever time. So they meet me at 12 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. And I say, okay, great. Let's go through the line. We'll go through the drive through. And I say, you got 50 bucks. And they say, yeah, I go, great. Get $50 worth of number one or number two, whatever it is, and just make sure they're separate bags and they get theirs. I get mine. And then we go find people to give out this food to. And then that person and I sit down for our one, two hour coaching. And I do it for free at that point because they're just donating back. And it's just little things that we can do to serve others and be significant in the world. And then Really, for me, the no drama and the serving others is helping people get to the next level. For mm-hmm. instance, I have a lot of my, as you do too, co-authors that come into your book series and so forth and right. bestsellers and so forth. Well, Jen, you and I are, well, we're not creating them, but we're creating the opportunity for them to be bestsellers. Yeah. And that's for the
1: first now. time sometimes.
2: Correct. Yeah. Well, a lot of times. Yeah. For, so well, not even of first
1: bestsellers, just being an author. Finally. Yeah.
2: And guess who we're serving though? We're not serving those authors who are in your book or my book we're serving the people that they're serving. That's what it's all about for me. Mm -hmm. It's leaving a legacy, but nobody even knows who started it. That's what I really want to do.
1: You know, and thank you for going deeper into that. See, that's why I think if I just left that up there, we wouldn't know about this thing that you're doing about how to serve others, demonstrating how to serve others. If you can't serve yourself, how can I demonstrate? So, you know, one of the things that I've told my clients too, is it, if you don't have the money to do marketing, then use the time to do your marketing. So the same thing, if you don't have the money to give to charity, then donate your time to charity. So it's a reverse engineer of that. So I I think that's beautiful in what you're doing, but I don't think everyone really understands what serving is. And -hmm. that's why I wanted to go a little deeper with that to make sure that people really understand what that meant. Having a servant heart and asking, how can I help? How can I serve? How can I give today? It's funny because I have a little quote every morning that I say is, God, somewhere, someone is looking for me, help me find them so that I can serve them.
2: Yeah. I want to dive a little deeper on that. You know, Jen, you and I, we know a lot of the same people. We cruise around to all these different, really, Jen and I are invited to go speak at different conferences throughout the world. And you could always tell who is there to serve and who's there to serve themselves. Yeah. Right. Mm. You could always tell you can see that. And that's why I was drawn to you right away because I'm like, ah, I see the value of working with her because she's out there to serve others. I love that.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Okay. So let's move into the three letter
2: <laughs>
1: that I'm not afraid to say. I just want you so to funny, the shocker <laughs> of it. I want you to present the so, shock and awe.
2: She's referring to this. Okay, so all the listeners right now, she's referring to, everyone write this down, okay? You have to pee every day. That's my my saying, you have to pee every day. Now, pee, you have to stand, you have to spell it, P-E-A. You have to literally pee every day, meaning go out there and be the three initials, right? Here's the acronym. You have to be positive, you have to be energetic, and you have to be awesome. Those are the three initials. And that's a reminder for me, I actually have it on the other side. So NDSO is on one side, peeing is on the other side. You literally have to pee every day. And it's a constant reminder before I leave my home, I know that I'm going to help people. Why? Yeah. Because I'm going to stay focused and positive. I'm going to bring some energy and the energy doesn't have to be rah-rah energy. It could be a nice gesture of, of a opening smile. a door. Or a smile, yeah, or something, smile. right? Yeah. So it's just showing that energy and uplifting people. And then be awesome, meaning be kind, be nice, be generous. What is awesome to you? So decide what your awesome is And start harnessing that. At the end of the day, I know for a fact that when people are like, oh, you're going to meet Eric, great. They know they're going to have energy, they're going to have positive notions, and they're going to have an awesome time no matter what, right? So what are you doing? And bring that to the next
0: level.
1: You know, someone's going to come out with an acronym of poop. Hope not. <laughs> let's hope not. They are. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's me. I can just right. say whatever I want. It's my yeah. podcast. Right? Maybe I should have. You should poop every day. <laughs> be positive. Have opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. So let's end our time because we're coming up at the end of our time. So you've got a sure. series of books coming out. Tell us a little bit about the series.
2: It's called Impact. Here it is, right here. That's the book you need to be in. Right there. This is the one. Yeah, Gender we have book.
1: Volume Two I'm gonna look out like you, year? by the
2: way. I no. want to look like a model. That's what's happening. <laughs> so what I did was this. Based on the Think and Grow Rich, I decided to start a series, not just one book, but actually 13 books. We have 33 authors. We have 13 celebrity authors. And we all contribute to this book, I have one of them right there. That's the first volume, which is on desire, yep. which is the first step in the 13 steps to riches in Think and Grow Rich. So right. what we did was we went through the 13 philosophies of Think and Grow Rich. So number one is Desire. Number two is Faith featuring my great friend, Sharon Lecter. So that's yeah. number two. And number three just came out. These are all number one bestsellers. So we're basically pumping out a new best-selling book every two months for the next two years for all 33 authors. And this wow. one's auto-suggestion featuring Jim Cathcart and our buddy Greg Reed did the forward. Yeah. So there you go really cool stuff. And we've got a new series. This one's already sold out. We've got a new series now, which I'm super excited about. And it's called the principles of David and Goliath. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. We're going to have you as a special guest in that. So, okay.
1: I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but I'm excited about it. It's awesome.
2: I'll tell you, check it out. It's the principles of David and Goliath, meaning we all have a David and we all have a Goliath in our lives and we've all been there and had stories of dealing with or being the David of other people's Goliath. What is David? Being the David means being awesome, being positive, being successful, having a system to beat the Goliath, whatever the Goliath is at the time. What's a Goliath? The obstacle, the, the challenge, exactly the challenge in life, right? So what we're going to do is it's a three book series. Book one is all on mindset. So mindset and belief systems. Book two is on strategy and goal strategies. And number three is on implementation and action.
1: Perfect. Are you selling that in a three pack? That's what absolutely. Jim Rome would do. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's, it's all- <laughs> he would just so, do
1: three of them at once, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Readers can buy it separately yeah. because they're state loans as well, but they can also buy the series together. Yeah.
1: yeah that'll be powerful. When is that all going to come out?
2: Oh, it's amazing. So it launches April 5th is book one, August 5th is book two and December 5th is book three. So all next
1: year. Next so year. there's plenty of time to follow Eric and then follow these other books coming out. That's awesome. I'm right. myself using the word.
2: <laughs> you should see my awesome board back here. I don't know if you could see it if you can't read it that closely. It says things to do. Monday, be awesome. Tuesday, be awesome. Oh when my gosh, awesome. that's so funny. That's so <laughs> and I wrote this. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Just be awesome. I mean, how hard is that? There's not it says, yeah, Sunday, take hard. a break. Yeah, take a break <laughs> on awesomeness. I love it. Eric, it's been such a pleasure. There's so many more things that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about your 62nd morning. I want to talk about your high oh, five. But- awesome. But we just don't have all the time in the world. So I'm going to have to bring you back again, which I sure will do. I can't wait to share that with you. And, you know, and you're going to be a guest on my mastermind here in a couple of weeks. But it's just been a pleasure oh chatting God. with you and getting to know you even better. And I know that you have served in the way that you want to serve for those that are listening here. But what do you want to leave us with? If there's one thing that you can leave us with and you say, look, in order to be awesome, in order to have this beautiful, great life that you're seeking to do, give us some words of wisdom as we leave here today.
2: Yeah, it's real simple. Just decide to be awesome. Literally make the decision. I always leave everyone with decide to be awesome. You have that decision making power and don't allow other people to decide your thoughts and your actions. You decide. All right. Literally make it a decision to be amazing and awesome and exciting for yourself so that it can expand to the people around you.
1: Yeah, I love that. It's a choice. We have that choice to make. So again, thank you so much, Eric, for being My with project. us today. Yeah, appreciate it very much. And everyone, again, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope that you took a couple more nuggets here and you can follow Eric on all of the links that we'll put in the show notes. I don't know if you have any availability in your mastermind if you're doing one, well, but they can inquire about all of that. I'm happy to
2: give all of them a free pass to check it out one session if you want.
1: Cool, great. So we'll make sure we have that link uh, in there.
2: Yeah. Go to ridealongguestpass.com. Make sure you put that you were referred by Jen Duplessis and we'll go ahead and give you one session for free.
1: Awesome, beautiful. Another word again, there we go. Eric, thank you so much. And everyone, thank thank you. you. I hope you have a great week and we'll catch you on the next episode.
2: Thanks, Jen.
0: You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen DuPlessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplesis.com slash s2s for more stories, strategies, and